Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911, two man car, G- uh, Jess Romero, Paula Clay. By the way, family, October is the month which the Catholic Church dedicates to the Holy Rosary. I would say one of the reasons we're in the mess that we're in right now is because Catholics don't pray the Rosary. We've been asked by Our Lady of Fatima in 1917 to pray the Rosary every single day, if not the curses of uh, communism will fall upon the world. And we're dealing with the curses of communism right now. What are they? Abortion, atheism, and a communistic government. We were asked by Our Lady to do our part. Pray and meditate on the rosary every single day and draw close to Christ. Amen. 10% of Catholics pray the rosary with any regularity in the United States. And so, uh, in, in part, a lot of the things that are happening right now is a dereliction of duty from, from uh, lay Catholics. And, uh, you know, I think we're, we're all guilty. Paul, today we got a topic that's kind of a summation of everything we've been saying for the last couple of years, right? Yes, indeed. Yeah, I'm really, lo- is, uh, really looking forward to it. Yeah, this is a, a lay Catholic, and again, a lot of the uh, leadership that's being exercised in the church today, it's by lay Catholics. Uh, it's, been pr- it's been prophesied by that by Fulton Sheen and others. Mark Malik is a lay Catholic, and he wrote a very, uh, a very thoughtful article about the chastisement, the coming chastisement. It's a two-part article. Everything he says here... I agree with, or I wouldn't have grabbed the article. In fact, I've been saying the same thing for years. He just happened to piece it together systematically. So let's jump right into it, Paul, because uh, we're going to have a good discussion about this. He starts off with a Bible verse that you're always quoting. When you and me talk about this topic, you're always bringing up 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 17, which says this, quote, For it is time for the judgment to begin with the household of God, if it begins with us, how will it end for those who fail to obey the gospel of God? Close quote. I mean, if we're being chastised, the people that are part of the household of God, imagine the non-believers. That's the same Peter's saying. So Mark Malik says, we are, without question, beginning to live through some of the most extraordinary and serious moments in the life of the Catholic Church. So much of what I've been warning about for years is coming to fruition before our very eyes. A great apostasy. Check that box. It's happening. Uh, A coming schism. I think check that box. I think it's happening right now. And of course, the fruition of the seven seals of revelation, etc. The seven seals of revelation, those are seven basically chastisements from God, from heaven. It can all be summed up in the words of the Catechism of the Catholic Church, In paragraph 672 and 677, it says this, Before Christ's second coming, the church must pass through a final trial that will shake the faith of many believers. The church will enter the glory of the kingdom only through this final Passover, when she will follow her Lord in his death and resurrection. So what would shake the faith of many believers more than perhaps witnessing their shepherds betray the flock? I think that's I think he's spot on with that. And again, once again, since we are the body of Christ, Christ is ahead, we are going through our Passover right now. The church is. 
The words of Our Lady, uh, of, Our Lady of Akita Japan in 1973, approved prophecy of the Catholic Church, are unfolding before us. Our Lady of Akita Japan told Sister Sasagawa the following, quote, The works of the devil will infiltrate even into the church in such a way that one will see cardinals opposing cardinals, bishops against bishops. The church will be full of those who accept compromises, close quote. You don't believe me? Just look, look at what's happening with the bishops of Germany, Belgium, Argentina, uh, the 14 pro-LGBT U.S. bishops, Father Martin, etc. We're seeing the consequences of disobedience, and we're seeing the prophecies of Fatima uh, and Akita Japan live, being lived out right now in our day and age. Paul, comments? Okay. To this vision of the future, Our Lady adds, quote, the thoughts... The thought of, of the loss of so many souls is a cause of my sorrow. If sins increase in number and gravity, there will no longer, there will no longer be pardoned for them. There will be no longer pardoned for them. Excuse me. Our Lady said that to Sister Sasagawa of Akita, Japan. Now, some people will say, wait a minute, but God always pardons us for our sins. Well, you know what? <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to beg to differ from you. St. Alphonsus Liguori, who's a doctor of the church, and he's a moral theologian, he says that there comes a point in time where one sins so much and so often, and they keep doing that same sin over and over, and there's a lack of repentance, there's a lack of contrition, there's a lack of amending your life. St. Alphonsus of Liguori says that there comes a point in time with the number of sins that you reach goes beyond God's pardon extends beyond God's pardon. Uh, in other words, God sees that you're not sorry. You're confessing the same sin all the time for you 60, 70 years. You're not sorry. You're not making any, you're not making a firm uh, purpose of amendment to change your life. You have no contrition. You have no, you're not, you're not, you, you don't have a broken heart over these sins that offend God. And so the sins of the church will become so frequent, so grave in nature that the Lord of the harvest will be forced to begin the decisive sifting of the weeds from the wheat. And that's what the church is called. It's a big harvest. You got good people, got bad people, good fish, bad fish, wheat and weeds growing alongside each other. When the former head of the Vatican's highest doctrinal office begins to warn of a hostile takeover of the church of Jesus Christ, then you know that we've crossed a certain Rubicon. By the way, <clears throat> um, Cardinal Mueller was here in, in Scottsdale, Arizona over the weekend. I went to Holy Mass. He celebrated Holy Mass at 8.30 a.m. over in Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, and it was just, it just once again, just to, to be in the presence of one of the successors of the apostles, one of the cardinals, and a holy man like him, and celebrating the, a, a beautiful reverent Mass, it was, uh, it was heaven on earth. But Cardinal Gerhard Mueller... He's referring to the Synod on Synodality, an initiative of Pope Francis in 2021 that is supposedly about listening in the church. It involves gathering the opinions of lay Catholics and even non-Catholics in every diocese of the world. The head of the Synod of Bishops in Rome next October 2023. But when you have the Relator General of the Synod, Cardinal Jean-Claude Hollerich, claiming that the Catholic teaching on the sinfulness of homosexual acts is no longer correct and needs revision, this is shaping to be a synod on relativizing sin. 
Paul Commons. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jess, I have no problem with listening, but uh, you know, it's a foreign idea to me that uh, you know, if you're in in leadership, uh, you know, to be listening from the ground up and allowing them and their ideas to shape you when you know, as leaders, your job is to safeguard that which was given. Um, that's where I have a problem. Uh, so, you know, if, you know, it's one thing to listen, meaning listen to what people are saying, but, you know, to allow, you know, uh, the, uh, you know, whatever it is that they're saying to shape the direction and change things that cannot change. Yeah. There's where I have an issue. <laughs> yeah. Change Paul. And, and, and they're getting, um, they're, they're getting a lot of, young millennial malformed misfits that are giving their opinions and, and they're taking them very seriously. They're also asking, they're also bringing in non-Catholics to these synods, non-Catholics. Well, we, uh, you know, just, yeah, this did, this didn't happen overnight. Uh, so these malformed people, this malformation has been going on now for decades and decades, and it's by design. Well, the, I think the example started at Vatican II when they brought in six Protestant ministers as consultors uh, at Vatican II, especially consulting on the liturgy. Uh, I think that's what opened the door. That opened the Pandora's box, and that's why these uh, modernists at the synods, they're saying, hey, well, Vatican II brought in six Protestant ministers. We can bring Protestants also and hear what they have to say. Yeah, it's uh, like uh, being in the army and asking deserters to, uh, to shape <laughs> the policy for the army. Yeah, right. Yeah. Cardinal Mario Gretsch, the secretary general of the Senate of Bishops, recently broached the complicated issues such as divorce and remarried people receiving Holy Communion and the blessing of same-sex couples. These are not to be understood simply in terms of doctrine, Cardinal Gretsch said, another modernist, but in terms of God, God's ongoing encounter with the human beings. What has the church to fear? These two groups within the faithful are given the opportunity to express their intimate sense of spiritual realities, which they experience. So he's saying that same-sex uh, divorce and remarried couples and homosexual couples uh, should be giving their opinions at the synod. That's what he's saying. Look at this section of the article. When asked by EWTN's Raymond Arroyo to respond to Cardinal Gretsch's remarks, Cardinal Mueller, who I met the, uh, this, uh, I met I met him on Sunday. He came in. Uh, at Saturday, he came to Phoenix and gave a, a mass, kind of an undercover mass out here in Scottsdale. Colin Mueller was blunt. Here's what he said about the synod. He says, here is a hermeneutic of the old cultural Protestantism and of modernism. That individual experience has the same level as objective revelation of God. And God mm. is only all of you. And, and God is only all to you, which you can project your proper ideas. And to make certain mm. populism in the church. And surely everybody outside of the church who wants to destroy the Catholic Church and the fundamentals, they are very glad about these declarations. But it's obvious, and it's absolutely against Catholic doctrine. How is it possible that Cardinal Gretsch is more intelligent than Jesus Christ? I'll tell you what's pr the problem, Paul. We'll Cardinal talk. Mueller. Amen. Uh, these most of these super most of these bishops and cardinals have lost their supernatural faith. We'll continue talking about the coming chastisement. Jess Romero, Paul Clay, stick around. Now, back to Jesus 911.
If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Jesus 911, the coming chastisement. So many things are happening right now. Paul, it's, it's funny. I just read a, 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 an article that said that Kanye West is, is thinking of buying Parler. He wants to buy Parler because he got kicked out of Twitter and he wants to jump involved in the, in the social media battles. I think that's good. Parler's CEO, is uh, they want to... Uh, they they want to sell it to Kanye West. He says he wants to turn this. He wants to just supercharge Parler. Uh, I'm glad he's jumping into the fray. He's got a big name. He's got a big footprint, and uh, he's a he's a Jesus loving Protestant. Also, it looks like uh, Elon Musk is going to be buying uh, Twitter. It's uh, they're back in, in negotiations. So there's so much happening right now, Paul, in the world. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, Jess. You know, when Jesus says, if the son shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. You know, that, that, that one statement has so many ramifications to it. As an example, it was the freedom of, uh, you, know, uh, you know, of the gospel and, 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 and the goodness of God that, that helped to shape this country and make it what it is. And so anytime you see the clamps, you know, uh, you see them beginning to clamp down on our freedoms, we know that they're clamping down on Christianity uh, as an extension of that. Yep. Paul, you want to pick it up there? Where It says here again, the prophecy of St. John Henry Newman. You see that? Uh, I'll pick it up and then you could follow yeah, up. Yeah. Here again, the prophecy of St. John Henry Newman is sadly proving proving more true by the hour. Quote, here's what Henry Newman said, St. Henry, Satan may adopt the more alarming weapons of deceit. He may hide himself. He may attempt to seduce us in little things. And so to move the church, not all at once, but little by little from her true position. I do believe he's done much in this way in the course of the last few centuries. It is his policy to split us up and divide us, to dislodge us gradually from our rock of strength, which is Christ. And if there's to be a persecution, perhaps it will be then perhaps when we are all when we are when we are all of us in all parts of Christendom so divided and so reduced so full of schism so close upon heresy when we cast ourselves upon the world and depend for protection upon it and have given up our independence and our strength then antichrist will burst upon us in fury as far as god allows him so saint henry newman just basically said something very unpopular. Protestantism has given us, in fact, all the pieces for the for for to usher in the Antichrist because the continuing division of Christendom, the word yep. Christendom means Christ's kingdom. As we keep dividing, guess what? We become weaker. And as we become weaker, John Henry Newman just said here a hundred and some odd years ago, he says. This gives birth to the Antichrist. Yes, yes. You know, you know, Jess, I say it often and I'll say it again. There's a way that seems right to a man, but that way leads to death. Yes. That's what sacred scripture says, you know. And again, you know, when we in, in America, we have these ideas of, oh, yeah, freedom and we have a right to expression and we can worship God in, you know, in, you know, in the in the way that best suits you and fits you. No, nope. no. Go back and read your Bible. God, uh, you know, does not allow any type of free for all because why he is holy and you have to approach God in the proper way. And if you don't approach him in the proper way, then uh, 
that you know whatever you bring to God is going to be rejected. Yes, yes. Mark Mallet writes. He says. Moreover, how could we fail to read these words in light of the past three years when prelates cast themselves upon the opinions of a few unelected health officials, uh, Fauci, with the bishop's support, proceeded to impose the most bizarre and unscientific mandates that included the silencing of singing in many places, the separation of the vax from the unvaxed, and withholding the sacraments to the dying. If you no longer recognize the Catholic Church in these days of shadow, who can blame you? You want to pick up the next paragraph? Yeah. In fact, perhaps never before have we seen such strong indictments of the hierarchy of the church in private revelation as in the past month. To Valeria Caponi, our Lord allegedly said recently, listen to this. Your Jesus suffers especially because of my church which no longer respects my commandments. Little children, I I wish to have prayers from you for my church, which unfortunately is no longer Catholic, nor Roman apostolic in conduct. Yeah, in its conduct. Pray and fast for my church to return as I want it to. Always have recourse to to my body to keep you obedient to my church. Uh, now, again, th- th- these are private revelations. Yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you one yeah. thing. They, they ring true. Some may say, well, we're, we're not bound to believe private revelations, Jesse and Paul. That's true. That's true. But boy, oh boy, the Bible says, do not despise prophecy. Uh, hold fast to what is good. And yeah. these things, to me, uh, as Mark writes about some of these, they seem to ring true in my soul, Paul, as you read it. Go ahead and continue. Yeah. Um, so let's go with... Uh, this message is obviously not a statement, you know, uh, of the inviolable nature of the church. Of course, we know that the church can change. One holy Catholic and apostolic church, uh, that will remain until the end of time. But an indictment on all appearances of a church. That's a false church, Jess, that, yeah. that, 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 that's right. emerging within the church. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's present, the, you know, yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. Presently in disorder, division and doctrinal confusion. Hence, our Lord's commands, obedience to his church in the last sentence, particularly recourse to the Holy Eucharist. Right then and there, Jess, you know, that says it all. The source and summit of our faith, the Holy Eucharist. That's why we're Catholic. Yes, and that is where we need to go. I'll tell you one thing, because if if, if it wasn't for the Holy Eucharist, that that is actually Jesus Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity, most people would opt to be Protestants. I'll tell you why. They have more entertainment. They have uh, n- nice facilities. Uh, yeah. They have, uh, I mean, all the modern, uh, you know, uh, arch- they have all the modern uh, music, uh, speakers, sound system, backdrops. If it's for sheer entertainment, if all you do is believe in Jesus and there's no Eucharist, you go to a Protestant denomination. Well, because not only they, that, Jess, they their know message. To, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I'm just saying because that. they do it a lot. When it comes to entertainment, they do it a lot better than, than the Catholics. Trust me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Their message tickles the tickles the ear. It tells us what we want to hear. Uh, you know, we know that the road uh, that leads to life is narrow. We know that it's arduous. It's hard. We know that we have to pick up our cross 
and follow the Lord. The cross is the instrument of death. You know, when you listen to the message that they're putting out, hey, you're either A in two, one of two categories. Either you're sitting back saying, I don't have to really do a thing because Jesus did it all. You know, I don't have yeah. to, you know, yeah, my, my participation in it is, 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 is really as a spectator. It's passive. You know? It's passive. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's passive, right. Or, you know, um, you know, the other message is, is that God wants you to be healthy, wealthy, and, and comfortable. And, you know, it's his kingdom and live it up. Yeah. Uh, again, that, that, that's, that's, why, that's why so many Americans flock to that message. Because, again, yes. uh, they want their gospel cheap, easy, and quick. Yes. Here's a, Mark Mallett writes about some other private uh, revelations. He says here, to Gisela Cardia, Our Lady allegedly said on September 24th, quote, pray for priest. The stench of Satan's house reaches as far as the Church of Peter, close quote. Now, I know it's a private revelation and we don't have to we don't have to take heed to it. But as he put that out there and as I read it, it rings true in my soul mm-hmm. that that Our Lady would say this to a, a simple lay person to warn us that message. Pray for priest. The stench of Satan's house reaches as far as the church of Peter. I don't know, Paul. That rings true in my soul as I read it. Here's another. Well, it, it's yeah. in light of what's going on. It's 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 the obvious. <laughs> it's all. It's yeah. It, it's it's absolutely spot on. Here's another enigmatic message to Pedro Regis, who enjoys the support of his bishop. Our Lady said to him, June 29th, two thousand twenty-two. Again, this is all written by Mark Mallet in his well-written article on the coming chastisement. He said, courage, my Jesus walks with you. Peter's Peter's not Peter. Peter will not be Peter. You cannot understand now what I am telling you, but all will be revealed to you. Be faithful to, G- to my Jesus and to the true magisterium of his church. Now, I just I just got a charty horse, an intellectual charty horse with that one. I'll let God unravel that, but I think things are going to play out and we're going to see very clearly what that meant. This emerging prophetic consensus points to some kind of colossal failure in discernment at the very summit of the church. If you take into consideration the past nine years of controversial ambiguities, confusing pastoral directives on the distribution of Holy Communion, the silence in the face of of puzzling appointments of, yeah, bad prelates that are homosexuals, filial corrections and claimed heterodox statements, the appearance of idolatry in the Vatican Gardens, the seeming abandonment of the faithful underground church in China, the endorsement of UN initiatives that also promote abortion and gender ideology, the blatant endorsement of man-made global warming and repeated promotion of a killer vaccine that is now proven beyond a doubt to be maiming or killing millions, the reversal of Pope Benedict's modu proprio that more easily allowed the Latin rite and the joint statements on religion with Islam that border on indifferentism, it is hard to imagine that heaven would not have something to say at this hour. Yeah, well yeah, said, and, Mark Mellet. Yeah, and let me add one more. So let me add one more. The closing of the churches during this pandemic, the denying of the sacraments to the faithful. In light of all of that, Jess. Plain evil, plain evil. Uh, evil. Yeah. Um, but again, we, we can stay encouraged knowing that, OK, we're in a battle. We expect Satan to rear his ugly head. Uh, and, and, and as we get closer and closer toward the end, it's like any, any man who knows his days are numbered, he's going to, uh, you know, you know, begin to act, uh, act out per se. And, and, you know, he knows his days are numbered and he's going to try to take as many people with him as he can. That's right. It's our job to stay 
faithful. Stay the course. Yeah. Stay the course. Yep. Keep keep your hands on the th- steering wheel. Don't veer off to the left. Don't veer off to the yep. right. Keep your hands. Keep your eyes on Jesus. That's the yes. prize. That's the goal. He's the yes. gate. We. He's the gate. We've got yeah. to go through. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He's the road that leads to the Father. Yeah. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on the steering yes. wheel. Steady, yeah. steady that ship. Don't veer off to the left. Don't become a, a you know. Don't go and say, you know, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave the Catholic faith. I'm going to become a, you know, whatever, a Hindu, a, a Sikh. Uh, I'm out of here. And don't yeah. veer off to the left and become some modernist liberal like, yeah. like, uh, like Biden. Keep, yeah. keep and, steady. And, keep steady. And, and one more word of advice: receive the Holy Eucharist as, as often, often as possible as you can. Yes. Yes. As as often as you can, because real grace. You are receiving real grace being infused into your life in order to empower you and strengthen and we, you. And we need it. We'll, boy, oh boy, yep. do we need it. Yep. Yeah. We'll continue, Paul. Uh, we'll pick up this letter written by, uh, called The Coming Chastisement by Mark Mallet. Well-written letter. He, re- he writes like an insurance actuary. He just connects all the breadcrumbs, all the dots. And, uh, I mean, there's really nothing, there's really nothing more to add. We'll be right back. Stick around. Now, yeah, let me do that. Back to oh. Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911. This uh, letter by Mark Mallet, this article is called Coming Chastisement. He quotes some private revelation. Now, I understand that we as Catholics are not bound by private revelation. I get that. However... We also have what's called common sense. We also have what's called sensus fidei, which is a Latin word that means that your soul, because you live in a state of grace and because of your sacramental life, you know when you hear the truth and you know when you're hearing falsehood. Your soul is quickened by the sacraments and you're able to discern, understand when you hear somebody say, like, for example, if I said right now, uh, and a lot of you trust me because, you know, you know that, that I know my Catholic faith. I'm well-formed. I've got several degrees. If I said there are four persons in the Blessed Trinity, even though some of you maybe have a fourth or fifth grade education, you guys would immediately say in your heart, no, no, no. What Jesse said is wrong. I, I don't know where it, I don't know where in the catechism where I can correct them or in the Bible, but I know that's a wrong statement. Why would you push back against me? Because it's called the census fidei. God has given you a special grace through your faith and prayer and the sacraments, that even a simple person can detect when they're hearing something false. By the same token, we can also detect, it's called discernment, in, 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 and St. Paul talks about it in the book of Corinthians. You know when you're hearing something that's true. And again, these, these quotes that Mark Malik put in there, in my spirit, that's in a state of grace, when I read them, I say, wow. These lay people are absolutely spot on. It sounds to me like they were visited by the mother of God. Paul, comments? Yeah, uh, I agree with you, Jess. Um, uh, Again, we're not trying to make a judgment on whether or not you believe this person received uh, revelation from God. We're simply saying that what the person is saying is true. It lines up with what we know, uh, the, the Marian apparitions that the church has validated as valid, you know, uh, a, a, you know, and worthy of belief. 
obviously uh, these things um, they just you know it just comes out perfectly when you put the pieces together and what's going on in the church today. Let me continue yeah. with this article just here. Continue. Asked on whether the synod of synodality is shaping up to be an attempt to destroy the church, Cardinal Mueller flatly stated. By the way, yes. Paul, I met I met him this Saturday. He came to he nice. came uh he came to uh, Scottsdale uh, celebrated holy mass at uh, at St. Bernard's. Beautiful mass. We and we yeah. took pictures with him after. What a holy cardinal. But go, continue. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. <clears throat> yes. If they, if they will succeed, that will be the end of the Catholic Church. The synodal process is a, is a mar- Marxistic form of creating the truth. It's like the old heresies of Arianism. When Arius thought according to his ideas what God can do and what God cannot do, the human intellect wants to decide what is true and what is wrong. They want to abuse this process for shifting the Catholic Church, and not only in another direction, but in the destruction of the Catholic Church. Wow. Yeah. What a statement from, wow. from, from such a high-ranking uh, individual in our church. This guy, Cardinal, this guy is the chief catechist in the world, by the way. Yes. Cardinal, Cardinal Mueller obviously is aware of Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. And so I say to you, you are Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. However, this does not mean the Catholic Church, as we know it, cannot be destroyed and only subsists as a remnant. Your comments on that, Jess? I believe that the church will exist as a remnant based on what St. Paul says. He says it in, I think it's in, in Romans chapter 11, verse 5. He said that uh, that there will be a remnant. He says it twice in the book of Romans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can I can uh, I can during the break I'll grab I'll grab the chapters for people that want it. And this is also comports with uh, what we see in the days of Elijah, where God promised Elijah, who was hiding from uh, from uh, Queen Jezebel and uh, and her wicked husband, her her lukewarm husband, uh, as he was hiding from them because they're trying to kill him. God said, "Hey, don't be afraid, Elijah." There are 7,000 Israelites that haven't been the need to Baal, which was a mm. demon deity of the Canaanites. And so uh, we know from the Old and New Testament that even though things look bad, there will all, God will always have a remnant. And uh, I, as I tell people, make sure you're living in a state of grace. Make sure you're part of that remnant. And, uh, and especially you guys that are older, like me and Paul, uh, fathers, grandfathers, make sure you're a praying uh, grandfather, praying father. I'll tell you why. Because there's beautiful promises in the Bible, like I could give you many, but Acts 16, 31, it says, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And Paul is talking to a, to a man. He's talking to a father of a house, a husband. He's talking to a jailer. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you and your family, your household will be saved. Remember, God's grace flows to your wife and your kids through you, Dad. It's up to us to be holy. It's up to us to be prayerful. It's up to us to be, to be sacramental because we're that conduit. We're that pipe where, where the economy of grace from heaven flows into your house, into your domestic church through you, Dad. That's why Satan's mm-hmm. coming after you with all kinds of sexual sins. Indeed. Indeed. And you, and, and you fathers have to be the warriors that God has called you to be, the defenders of your homes. Yeah. Okay. We can none of the, yeah, none of the above is hyperbole. When you have the bishops of Belgium, of, 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 of Belgium, Flanders region, uh, 
recently announcing permission to bless same-sex unions. In other words, we have gone from synodal processes of listening to one of apostasizing. <laughs> what a good <laughs> line. What yeah. a great line. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, listen, uh, the sacred scripture says, for the time will come when people will not tolerate sound doctrine following their own desires and insatiable curiosity will accumulate teachers and will stop listening to the truth and will be diverted to myths, darkened in understanding, alienated from the life of God because of their ignorance, because of the hardness of their hearts. And that's Second Timothy uh, chapter 4, and also Ephesians 4, eight, uh, chapter 4. Jess, uh, this is, you know, when you, when, when you apply sacred scripture, and you see that this is going to happen. We're talking about the church here. We're not talking Amen. about the world. We're yes. talking about the church. Mm. This is a powerful section. He talks about the ju- Mark Malik talks about the judgment comes. He says, brothers and sisters, what you have just read is, is truly extraordinary in that these doctrinal divisions are coming from the highest members of the church. Mm-hmm. Cardinal opposing cardinal. Moreover, they're unfolding under the watch of the chief shepherd of the church. Pope Francis, who remains oddly silent as heresy abounds. Why is this calling down the discipline? Why is this calling down the discipline of God upon the church? That is the judgment. Because it's about souls. It's about souls. I've heard from priests and lady alike who say that because of the doctrinal ambiguity of Francis and his appointed band of liberal cardinals, some Catholics have begun, to, have begun to excuse or enter into mortal sin, exclaiming that they have the Pope's blessing. Mm. I have heard this firsthand, such as from a priest who said a woman living in adultery demanded the Eucharist, citing Amoris Laetitia, one of the Pope's documents, early documents early on. Another man entered into a gay marriage, claiming that he too had the Pope's support. How did Mark Malik writes this and I agree it's difficult to write and it's difficult to say it for me and Paul how difficult it is to write these things and yet it is not without precedent when Peter fled Jesus in the garden and openly denied him how did the other apostles feel there must have been terrible disorientation a diabolical disorientation when the apostles scattered leaving Christ's other disciples without a compass you could say that it shook the faith of many believers and yet We cannot forget the most important truth. We have a king, and his name is not Francis, Benedict, John Paul, or any other. He is Jesus Christ, the righteous. It is to him and his eternal teachings that we're bound to, not only to obey, but to proclaim to the world. Amen. And and again, I say amen to that, Jess. Jess, (laughs) let, let me put it in terms people can understand. Everybody, okay. When I was a, a lieutenant, you know, and, uh, you know, it's possible that the deputy, you know, I can tell the deputies to do something and they could say, hey, I have the lieutenant's, you know, authorization to do this. But they all knew that if ever I asked them to do something that was illegal, immoral or unethical, that even though I told them to do it, they're not without excuse because they inside of them they have their they they know what you know what they can do and what they can't do and uh, so if one of those um, uh, three things were violated 
they're not obligated to obey me. Not only are they not obligated to obey me, if they do, they will be held accountable. And folks, if you are saying that you have the Pope's blessing on something and that something is contrary to the will of God, you will be held accountable. Yes. Amen. Amen. Mark Mallet writes here, hence, what, what are we doing convening synods to listen to people tell the church what to teach? And as Our Lady said to Pedro Regis, another uh, private revelation, but again, to me it rings true, said this, quote, you are heading towards a future in which many will walk like, like the blind leading the blind. Many who are fervent in faith will be contaminated and will go against the truth. Mm. In other words, good people uh, will be will fall away, Paul. Go, We're seeing people, it, Jess. Yes. Yeah. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. <clears throat> Rather, it is the flock who must listen to the apostles and their successors who 2,000 years ago were handed both the mandate and the teaching to spread the word of God. Cardinal Mueller says, The doctrine of the apostles is a reflection and manifestation of the revelation of the word of God. We have to listen to the word of God, but the authority of the Holy Bible, of the, whole, of the apostolic tradition, and of the magisterium, and all the councils said before that it is not possible to substitute the revelation given once and forever in Jesus Christ by another revelation. In other mm-hmm. words... Uh, these are Johnny Collately modernists that are trying to teach oh, things that the, yeah. Yeah, that the church has already pronounced these things as heresies and mortal sins and anathema. And guess what? Thanks to, to the perennial teachings of the church, we know what's right and wrong. We'll continue. We'll pick it up. The coming chastisement. Jess Romero, Paul Clay. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. St. Ignatius of Antioch, whose feast day is today, pray for us. Bishop and martyr of the church, died in 107 AD in the Roman amphitheater. He was eaten by man-eating lions. He wrote seven letters to the church. He told us that the he's the earliest father that said the Eucharist is, get this, the medicine of immortality. Mm. The medicine Love it. right right before Ignatius of Antioch was about to uh, be eaten by the lion. He said this, I am the wheat of Christ to be ground by the teeth of beast that I may be found to be pure bread. The lion attacked him. Ignatius in Antioch was in his mouth and in his stomach, and according to witnesses said that he was singing, he was singing as he was in the mouth of the lion, and his bones were going pop, crunch. They can hear the bishop singing in his mouth. You know what he was singing? Alleluia. You know why? You know what the first thing you're going to hear, church, when you get to heaven The very first thing you're going to hear when you get to heaven, it's in Revelation chapter 19. As soon as you enter into the purdy gates, you're going to hear all the angels singing Alleluia in the most beautiful voices Mm. that that man cannot replicate. Yes, And And, and for those of you who don't know what Alleluia means, it means praise Yahweh. There you go. Okay, so Mark Mella talks about the, the judgment comes. Paul, you want to share that? Yes. The, the judgment comes. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, Jess, he says, uh, whoever, uh, to these Brothers. apostles and their successors, Jesus said, whoever listens uh, listens to me, whoever listens to you, listens to me. Whoever rejects you, rejects me. And whoever rejects me, the one who sent me. Uh, Jess, that statement alone tells you that when we're talking about the synod of synodality, who's listening from the ground up, no, it's the other way around. We're supposed to be listening to the successors of the apostles. Yes. And in and in believing them, uh, you know, we we accept God. And if we reject them, we reject God, not the other way around. Yeah, the church is, is, is when it comes to teaching, it comes from heaven down to us. It's top yeah. down. It doesn't yeah. come, uh, you know, from the high school drop of the fourth grade Catholic uh, to teach uh, God all the way up to the very top, you know, how to comport. But uh, pick it up where it says, Paul, the judgment comes, brothers and sisters. What, that's where Mark start. That's where we left off. I'll, I'll pick it up there. Brothers and sisters, what you have just read is truly extraordinary in that these doctrinal divisions are coming from the highest members of the church. Uh, cardinal opposing cardinal. Uh, oh, no, we already, yeah, you're right. Sorry about that, Paul. You're right. Uh, yeah. My bad. Yeah, pick it up. Yeah, it's it's from rather it is the flock. You were right. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, rather it is the flock. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Jess, back to, you know, the comment on that. We yeah. got it the right way. It's from the top down. And uh, there you have the essence of authentic synodality, listening yes. together to the word of God. But now we are watching entire bishops' conferences begin to depart from this word. And as such, we have arrived at the end of this age, according to all the signs, warnings, and evidence all around us. There is a great uneasiness at this time in the world and in the church. And both notice there it's included in the world and in the church, and that's exactly what we see. And that which is in question is the faith. It so happens now that I repeat to myself the obscure phrase of Jesus in the Gospel of St. Luke, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on the earth? I quote that often. I sometimes read the Gospel message of the end times, and I attest that at this time, some signs of this age are emerging. That was Pope Paul VI. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so, Pope, Paul Paul VI also said the smoke of Satan has entered into the church. He also yes. said that uh, yes. back in the in the early seventies. Yeah. So well, the, so again, just yeah. well, you know, so people don't think that we are just completely off the deep end and, and in free fall. Listen, gr uh, people with a higher, like we used to say, they have a higher pay grade than us, right? Right. They are higher up on the food chain than us, and they have warned us about these things. Every every everybody from the Blessed Mother. You know, in the many apparitions that yes. that have occurred, uh, uh, private revelation, holy uh, popes, bishop, yeah, yeah, holy, 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 bishop, holy, holy popes, very qualified Pope. bishops within the church. Yes, yes. and uh, so there, we're without excuse because we have been warned. Yes. We understand the the times. We know what's going on, and we know that we cannot, we can't be just go with the flow. We have to be like salmon. When they when, when when it's time for them to reproduce, they have to swim upstream, risking everything, risking death in order to get to where they need to get. And 
And that's Amen. where we are right now. We're like a bunch of salmon swimming upstream against the current. That's the church. You're right. When yep. the Israelites of old were disobedient to God, in particular giving entrance to idolatry in the sanctuary, they were putting the branch to God's nose. It was then that God turned his people over to their enemies in order that they would be chastised and ultimately saved from their wickedness. Yep. Today it seems that we're on the verge of a similar chastisement upon the church, first of all, and then the world. Mm-hmm. Cardinal Robert Sorrell, one of the great cardinals, says, The spiritual crisis involves the entire world, but its sources in Europe... People in the West are guilty of rejecting God. The spiritual collapse thus has a very Western character. Mm. It is in the West, of course, where Christianity truly blossomed before spreading to the rest of the globe. The eldest daughter of the church, France, is to this day a landscape indelibly marked by the influence of Christianity. But it has been reduced to moss-covered crosses and empty churches. Nearly the entire Western world has now abandoned their Judeo-Christian roots as godless leaders move towards a global system of governance that is nothing short of neo-communism, a twisted blend of capitalism and Marxism that is rapidly rising as an unstoppable beast. As such, the judgment of the church and the West is upon us. The Pope Benedict said this in 2005. The threat of judgment also concerns us, the church in Europe, Europe and the West in general. The church is also crying out to our ears. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. That's from the book of Revelation. That's our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Hope Benedict says, light can also be taken away from us, and we do well to let this warning ring out with its full <laughs> seriousness in wow. our hearts. Wow. Crying to the Lord, help us to repent. Paul, he said this back in 2005. Yes, yes. and now again, here you have... Don't listen to Paul Clay. Don't listen to Jess Romero. Listen to Pope Benedict. Listen to uh, Pope Paul VI. Listen to these, you know, these are, you know, this greater people than us, far greater than us have, have, you know, have told us these things and we're witnessing it before our very eyes. Jess, we know that God judges through war. You know, the old saying, there's no atheist in a foxhole. This is why the church will be purified when God raises up nations, when God judges us for our sin. Uh, People turn to the Lord when they panic, when there's no place to look. Then all of a sudden, you know, uh, they 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 realize uh, their 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 condition and they want to cry out to God for help, and that's exactly where we're going to be. That's right, and yeah, Mark Mellor writes what what you just said. He said to the naked eye, the instrument of God's chastisement may very well be Vladimir Putin and his allies, China, North Korea, Iran, etc. In a somewhat stunning speech, one that echoes in parts the warnings of the popes over several decades, Putin, no matter what one thinks of him, lays bare the sins of the West. And then Cardinal Seurat ends by saying, Today the church is living with Christ through the outrages of the passion. The sins of her members come back to her like strikes in the faith. Mm. The apostles themselves turned tail in the, garden of, in the Garden of Olives. They abandoned Christ in his most difficult hour. Yes, there are unfaithful priests, bishops, and even cardinals who fail to observe chastity. But also, and this is also very grave, they fail to hold fast to doctrinal truth. They disorient the Christian faithful by their confusing and yes. ambiguous language. 
they adulterate and falsify the word of God, willing to twist and bend it to gain the world's approval. They are the Judas Iscariots of our time. Cardinal Ooh. Robert Seurat. Wow. Well, you got some heavy... Mark Mellick quoted some heavy hitters here. Cardinal Mueller, yep. Cardinal yep. Seurat, Pope Benedict, uh, Pope Paul VI. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so somebody and, says, you guys quote a private revelations. Okay. We quote a whole lot of scripture, which is yeah. has the ultimate authority, and we quote a whole lot of popes and bishops as well, by the way. Yeah, indeed. And Jess, let's go back to Vladimir Putin, because there's a lot of stuff on social media uh, that, you know, and, and it's almost like, uh, you know, there, there are those that are defending Vladimir Putin. Mm-hmm. Well, if you really look at things from a spiritual perspective, and you have to understand, when Israel was in such great sin, people who knew better, and by the way, to whom much is given, much is required, uh, God, uh, he raised up King Nebuchadnezzar, now a pagan king. But at that particular moment in time, Nebuchadnezzar was an instrument in the hands of God. He was mm. basically the paddle being put to the child. And essentially, that's where, if you want to know where Vladimir Putin lies right now, he is emerging to be the instrument to which God will bring judgment uh, if we don't fall on our knees and repent. And every sign indicates that we are too arrogant for that. Paul, I, I, I totally track with what you're saying. I agree with you. Uh, yes, I think I think he will be the ins- and it's looking more and more like that, and it's looking more and more like we're being uh, we're being ensnared in, into a world. And most people don't realize that the U.S. is fighting Russia right now. It's a proxy war. We're fighting it through Ukraine. It's all our ammunition. It's all our money. It's all our planes. It's all our tanks. Uh, we're fighting a proxy war. So, uh, for those of you that voted for Biden, guess what? He got us into a war. And what's dangerous about this is I just read that Russia has 6,000 military uh, uh, nuclear bombs, 6,000. Tactical nuclear weapons, yeah. Yeah, we have 5,000. Okay, so Russia has more than we do. But in other words, between both of us, uh, there would be mutually assured destruction if one or both presidents uh, ends up uh, using a nuclear bomb. Uh, I'm telling you, we are living right now in apocalyptic times. This is no time to be living in mortal sin. You want to be living in a state of grace, in a right relationship with God. You want to be a prayer warrior. You want to be holy or die trying. Paul, that's a wrap. We'll pick this up next week again. I think think this article just uh, lays things out pretty clearly. There's not a whole lot for us to add, but nonetheless, we'll, uh, we'll see you again next week, Paul, myself. And we'll pick up on part two, on the coming chastisement, right. part two. Uh, but as for yeah. now, yeah, see you. Gary Machuda is up next, hands-on apologetics. As for us, we are EOW, end of watch. God bless you, family. Keep the faith.